Well, welcome again to Real Life Broadcasting, and I'm your host, Irv Risch. And today, I'm going to kind of talk about, uh, I picked a, a, a subject that kind of relates somewhat to the very first podcast that I produced on Real Life Broadcasting, in that we were talking about two different worlds. And actually, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about our our belief system, uh, how we actually believe in things. And I'm going to look at it from a physical and a spiritual uh, point of view. Now, uh, I'm going to be talking to you uh, about something that, well, actually, Jer- uh, Dr. David Jeremiah had a message on this subject, but uh, he went about it from a different angle than what I'm doing. He started out by uh, talking about a riddle uh, that he had uh, put forth, and he talked about two partners that lived uh, very close to each other. In fact, they lived only a few feet apart, but they never met. Uh, They both were CEOs of vast organizations and overlooked uh, the same area, uh, and they dealt with the same things. Uh, The uh, communication uh, actually uh, between these two CEOs uh, were, they were close, but yet they never met each other. It says the work uh, in, they worked in perfect coordination. Uh, These uh, two allies worked timelessly for a lifetime without even taking a vacation or a day off. Even the slightest intention uh, interrupted their labors would be, you know, catastrophical. So they never slept. They both, exactly at the same age, uh, they inhabited the same territory and they never rested. They combined their efforts to keep us alive as well. Now, he said this uh, riddle is actually talking about uh, our brain in our heart. And I'm going to look at it a little different. He says our brain in our heart. I'm going to talk about our brain in our heart physically. We know that we have a physical brain and a physical heart. The heart pumps uh blood through our system and keeps us alive and our brain is uh, a mechanism for storing uh, our memories and thoughts in fact if uh, people get brain damage they can lose their memory Uh, we have diseases like Alzheimer's uh, dementia you know things like this that affects our thought life and our brains now Both of these are very important physically, but there's something else that's very important too, and that's our our minds and our metaphorical heart. Now, these are spiritual. The other is physical. And when I talked about living in two different worlds, our brain and our our physical heart is in the physical world. world, the physical realm, but our minds and our metaphorical hearts are in the spiritual realm. 
So we are living into different worlds, just like I said on the very first broadcast. But I want to talk to you a little bit about our belief uh, system, how we're made up. Now, in the Bible, it tells us to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou will be saved. Uh, and then it also tells us uh, that uh, in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, that whoever, whoever believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, whoever puts their trust in him, will be saved. You know, when we think about our thought life, there's so many people running around the world, and you walk up and ask them if they believe in the Lord, and they say, oh, yes, I believe in the Lord, and I believe he died for my sins. I have had a lot of people tell me this, but their life doesn't show it. And why not? Why do people say with their mouth one thing, but their life speaks something else? It's because they're believing in their brains, their head. It's called head knowledge. And I want to talk to you about heart knowledge. You know, when we take something uh, to heart, when we actually believe something to the point where we trust the Lord with all our minds, not brain, with all our minds and, you know, all our strength, then we come to the point where we're believing in the right place. We're believing in our metaphorical heart, which is made up of our, our uh, actions, our, uh, our thoughts, our, uh, uh, it's us, it's who we really are. It's deep down in our hearts, not our physical heart, but our spiritual heart, what we are. We could call it our soul. You know, it says in the very beginning of the Bible that God created man from the dust of the earth, but then he did something. He breathed into him. He gave him life, and he became a living soul. And that living soul, S-O-U-L, is the core of who we really are. And we have been made in the image of God. And by that is... We are an eternal being, just like God is eternal. But we had a beginning, and God didn't have a beginning. That's where we differ. But as far as from the day we were born, uh, and I'm not going to say till the day we die, because we never really die as we would look at it. Death is no more than separation. Uh, the, the soul and spirit is separated from the body, that's that's what we call death. Uh, it's things we are separated from our loved ones. Uh, we are separated from this realm. We're in a different realm. But we go on existing. There is no such thing as annihilation. There are so many people out there that believe in annihilation. Uh, the Bible doesn't teach it. They say they believe God. They say they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. They say that that he died for them. And there's a lot of people out there. And I'm, I'm hoping that you're not one of them. I'm hoping that you're not just believing with your brains. I'm praying that you're not just a, uh, a head believer. 
but I want you to be a heart believer. And I want you to believe with all your strength that Jesus Christ is God. He came down and became a man, went to the cross and died for you. That's the truth. The Bible teaches it. So if you say you're a believer, you're a Christian, but you don't believe it in your heart, you only believe it in your 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 brain and not in your mind. See, your mind is part of your uh your spiritual makeup. Your uh mind is part of your heart. Your decision making, everything you decide to do comes from your heart, your metaphorical heart. And everything that you do uh and believe you know your your beliefs should cause your actions to be right with God. If they're not, then is you gotta ask yourself, is your belief in the wrong place? You know, it having it in your head is great, but it's just the intellect. It's not the uh the spiritual part of you. Your brains are part of the physical. So we can store a lot of things in our brains. But when we die, we leave all that behind us. You know what happens is you take your mind with you because that is part of your soul. That is part of who you are. That is you spiritually. That is the part that uh, is most important. It tells us don't be worried about the ones that can kill the body, but worry about the one that can kill the body and throw thyself in in hell. You know, we are to fear the Lord. You know, the the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's the beginning of wisdom. When we start out young and we work our way, you know, through life, uh, that's what happens. We, We believe things that are around us. We see the physical, and that's what we're taking into our brains. But you have to see the spiritual aspect. And as we grow, uh, we we end up seeing this. You know, when uh, Dr. Jeremiah was talking about, uh, uh, you know, this riddle that he had, he used the scripture, and I'm in Proverbs right now. I'm studying in Proverbs. In Proverbs 4.23 says this, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. From your metaphorical heart, you have to keep it, it says. Keep it with all diligence. Your your heart should be set on the things of God. And and don't even trust in your own uh, thoughts, your own ideas, because that comes from your brain. And we can't trust it. Because we are in a fallen state. Uh, it, it tells us that, uh, that when sin entered the world, it contaminated us. It contaminated the whole world. You know, and you can't understand life without sin. Uh, I can't even wrap my mind around it. But it's going to be something so wonderful. And that's what we call heaven. That's what heaven's all about. It's in the presence of God and in the absence of sin. That's what makes heaven so wonderful. Uh, No sin, no death, no worry. uh, Everything is perfect. 
as God so is perfect. And he wants a perfect world for us. And he is preparing that place. I looked at that in our last podcast when I asked the question, what, what was Jesus doing right now? Well, he's busy preparing that place for us that we talked about. And it all ties together, every bit of it that I'm talking about. You know, this world is in a mess right now. And we see it. I mean, it's all around us. Uh, we see the phoniness of mankind. And they're doing it for self-gain. Uh, and it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Yes, uh, right now, uh, the Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man comes. He's going to find this world in such a mess. He's got to come and straighten it out. And I know he's got to come soon. You know, life is uh, is short when you think about it. It says it's, it's like a vapor, a puff of smoke. Uh, it, you know, you blow smoke into the air and it dissipates. Uh, and why does it do that? It's because it's only temporary. And this life is like that. It's like a puff of smoke. So if you're worried about your physical heart and your physical brain, uh, yeah, it's important to exist in this life, and we want to keep it healthy. But it's more important to keep our metaphorical heart, which consists of our minds and our will and everything that we do our decision-making. And we have to realize that this is the part that God is most interested in. It says in the Bible that God, you know, doesn't require any sacrifices or anything today, but he requires our hearts. He wants our hearts. He wants us to be a living sacrifice. He wants us to give our lives to him. And not just for salvation, I mean, that's, that's just a, one of the uh, benefits, salvation. But we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, but in Christ Jesus. Everything is through Christ. Christ showed us the way to live. He lived the word of God. And in fact, John 1, 1 says that Christ was the word and that Christ was with God. And the Christ was God. The Word was God. And that's speaking of who Jesus Christ really is. He lived every word that was prophesied about him in the Bible. He fulfilled every one of them uh, that dealt with his first coming. And there's many more that he will fulfill in the future in his second coming. The first time he came, he came as a meek lamb that was led to the slaughter, as Isaiah 53 tells us. And he didn't open his mouth. He was like a, a dumb sheep that was led to the slaughter. Uh, and, uh, you know, Christ is coming again, but this time he's not coming as that little lamb. He's coming as the roaring lion of Judah. And he's coming in judgment to judge this this wicked world. And he's going to set things straight. He's going to set up a righteous kingdom. And I'm going to ask you, 
do you want to be part of that righteous kingdom? Because blessed are those who take part in the first resurrection. They're the ones that are going to uh, reign with Christ in his kingdom. And then after everything is said and done, go off into eternity and forever be with the with the Lord. He says, where I am, there you'll be also. But if you're not part of that, if you just have that head knowledge of believing that Jesus uh, really existed and he really died on the cross for your sins, that's not going to do you any good unless you believe in your heart. Uh, and that's uh, what the Bible says. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not confessing the Lord Jesus Christ, only from head knowledge, that's not going to be enough. But if you confess him because you believe deep down in your heart that all these things that I'm telling you right now are true, then you'll be all right with God. You know, the Bible speaks of our brains as the center of our thinking and has much to say about the condition of our minds. Our minds is completely different than our brains. Our brains are physical, our minds are spiritual. The heart represents our affections, our emotions, and our personality. Uh, sometimes it's hard to get this message out. Our heads and our hearts need to take it in. And then we have to apply it to our spiritual aspect. You know, it's possible to have head knowledge of God and his words without filtering down into the heart knowledge. We are reminded in Proverbs 4.23, and I read that scripture, keep your hearts with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. You know, been a Christian for 40 years, and I got to be honest with you, it's just been such a blessing to know and understand a lot of the things that are in the Bible. And the reason I can know these is because when the Lord Jesus Christ left this planet, he says, I'll send you a comforter, and he'll bring into remembrance all these things that Christ has done, and he makes them real in my life because I took it not just into my head, but I took it into my heart, my metaphorical heart, the part that I really am, the core of who I really am. And if you really want to understand uh, this, you have to talk to others that have experienced the same thing I have. They're around you. You know, they're, they're true believers, true Christians. And if you're not sure that you're a true Christian, if you doubt, talk to somebody. Uh, and you know, that's why God has set up his church in this world. It's an extension to who he is. It's his body, it says, and Christ being the head. He is the head of the church but his body is doing the work on earth right now. 
And I pray that uh, you, if you don't know Jesus, deep down in your heart, your real heart, your metaphorical heart, that you seek him out with all your strength. And you'll find him. And you'll find him. You know, I heard a nice uh, story uh, yesterday from a Gideon. And he talked about uh, the... uh, there was a guy up in, uh, I, I don't even remember now, but he was in a very remote area, uh, Ukraine or someplace up in the, the Antarctic or wherever. And uh, he was going fishing. And as he was walking along, all of a sudden something fell from the sky. And, and he picked it up, and it was a little Gideon Bible in his language, and he could read it. Well, he put it in his pocket, and he went off fishing. Well, that night when he got home, he pulled that little Bible out, and he started to read it. And he found Jesus in the Bible. Now, he mentioned, he says, I don't know how many out here know, uh, uh, well, let's see, who was that? Uh, that used to always say the rest of the story. Um Paul Harvey, and he says, just like Paul Harvey, here's the rest of the story. He said there was a plane flying into Russia, and it was carrying uh, supplies, food, so forth, and it had this box of Bibles in there, these little Gideon Bibles. And one of the guys on the plane says, what are we, what's these things for? And he he says, we don't have to take these things. So he started throwing them out, out the plane. Well, that's one of those Bibles that fell out of the sky. And it fell right in front of this fella. And he read it. And he came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. See, even without a preacher, it can happen. If you just pick up the Bible and you open it up and read it. And I would suggest one thing. Uh, I started reading the Bible uh, before I was a Christian. And uh, I had a fellow at work who told me to read it, and I started reading it. And I said, well, where should I start? He should start in the beginning. So I went home and I started in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. That's where I started in Genesis 1.1. And I came to work, and I said, well, I'm reading that part of the scripture. And uh, he said, no, no, go read in the beginning. Uh, he said, start in John, in John's gospel. Well, I says, John's gospel isn't the beginning of the Bible. Just go home and read it, he says. So I went home, and I, I opened up the Bible. And here's what John starts out with. In the beginning was the word and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I thought to myself, this guy must know what he's talking about. Well, I read the Bible, uh, and I started in John 1 then. And by the time I got to John 3, uh, my life changed. Because when I was reading chapter 3, and that's where Nicodemus came to the Lord at night, uh, you know, and he says that a rabbi or teacher, he says, we know that you come from God. 
for no one can do the things that you do unless God be with you. But the Lord said to him, Ah, truly, truly, I say to you, you must be born again. Well, that's the first time I heard that, that I needed to be born again. I says, just like Nicodemus, I was, I could have said exactly the same words because I was thinking like Nicodemus when he asked, but how can a man be born again when he's old? Can he enter a mother's womb and be born again? Well, I knew that was impossible with me because my mother had been deceased. There was no way I could be born again that way. But the Lord says, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. He was talking about two different births, the physical birth and a spiritual birth. The physical birth, we're in this world. The spiritual birth, we're in the spiritual world. Well, he started explaining how this happens. He said, the wind blows. You know, you can feel it, but you can't tell where it's coming from and where it's going. So is people that are born of the Spirit. You've got to be born of water and of Spirit. You know, when you're born of water, I know that uh, there are some that believe that it's by the regeneration of the Word of God, and it could be true. But also, I looked at it a little different. When I was born, when my mother gave birth, the first thing that happened was her water broke, and then I came forth. So I was born of water, and then I had to be born of spirit. And that being born of spirit is completely different. It's something we don't see, we don't touch. We can see the results of it, because our lives show it, but we don't actually see the physical aspect of the spiritual birth. And then uh, he gives an illustration uh, about Moses lifting up the serpent in the wilderness. So must the Son of Man be lifted up. Well, what in the world was he talking about there? If you go back in the, the book of Numbers, chapter 21, and you can read how the people were grumbling and complaining about the manna that was coming down from heaven and how they wanted to go back to Egypt where they had all the the good food, uh, the tasty foods, the garlics, the onions, the leeches, the, all, the, all the things that were good to eat. But seeing they were grumbling and complaining, God sent poisonous snakes among them and they were biting the people, and they were dying. So the people repented. They came back to the Lord, or to Moses, and they said, pray to the Lord that he gets rid of these snakes. So Moses went to the Lord, and he prayed. But the Lord answered his prayer a little different. He said, Moses, I want you to make a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And anybody that was bit, by one of these poisonous snakes. If they look to that that bronze serpent, they'll live. Well, you know and I know that there had to have been people that believed and people that didn't believe that. Some probably didn't look and they died. The others that looked, they lived. That's why the Lord used that to 
get the point across about being born again. Just as Moses lifted up that serpent in the wilderness, so must Christ be lifted up on the cross. And as those people looked at that bronze serpent and they lived physically, they were cured by the a poisonous venom that was in them. As we look to Christ, that poisonous venom that's in us, it's called sin, was taken away. And Christ bored in his own body on the tree. Christ became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. It was an exchanged life. He exchanged our life for his life. He gave us his righteousness, and he took our sins upon his body and nailed them to the cross of Calvary. God judged your sins and my sins on the cross. We have to remember that. That is the true message of the gospel. You know, I'm going to close my, my, my podcast. Uh, I'd like to keep it uh, about 30 minutes of that, and that's just about where we're at. And I'd like to just remind you that you have a brain and you have a physical heart, but you also have a mind and a more a metaphorical heart. And those are the important ones. So believing in Jesus and what he did for you, may it transfer from your head to your heart. And with that said, I'm going to end this podcast. Have a great day. Lord bless.